Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios' premier wrestling podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, it is Scott. Hey, buddy, how we doing? We need a nickname for you. I know, I know. Everybody else has nicknames. Like, when we go on, our buddy's over, back to the ring. Everybody has nicknames, and I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just Scott. That's plain Jane guy. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes those are the best, best you know, Daniel Bryan's a pretty straight name. Brian Danielson, whatever you want to refer to him as. Whew. We can ask CM Punk. He's calling him by both names. So it is what it is. It's it's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. I can understand the confusion, though. But, guys, we have something special coming up with uh, Back to the Ring. Keep an eye out for them on their podcast. Make sure you listen to them when they drop theirs. As well as do not forget to listen to Raw Review and SmackDown Study by Scott that drops on Tuesdays and Saturdays, respectively. And I don't know. Some other things Scott has planned we've we've been talking about. Very true. I feel like it's time to set a new narrative, Sam. I feel like, you know, since I am the WWE guy of this, you know, this group and even going back to when we were with the guys with Back to the Ring, I feel like it's time to split off NXT. I feel like I can give them more I'm trying to think of the good best word for this attention yeah that's that's i was i i thought of attention but you know i was trying to think of some better adjectives oh, for yes. it but it is what it is um but yes starting this week every wednesday you guys look out for another podcast from above the ring the nxt narrative will be going live i did a i did a, a special program maybe a couple of months ago uh, Sam and I were not able to get together for our Above the Ring episodes. And I figure that since also NXT is on a Tuesday, cover it, you know, live tweeted and everything else. And talking about it when we record and then it comes out on a Monday, I feel like it's been way too long. I feel like, you know, the news might be a little old by then. So what a freshen things up. Give you guys my immediate thoughts right after the show. And then you guys can listen to it on Wednesday morning. So now... We have all the podcasts coming out, so please make sure you listen. Yes, we will not stop, and maybe someday I'll be a sociopath and we'll do New Japan coverage daily. 
because New Japan. That's why uh, sure. we'll be talking about them really shortly. Uh, the G1 Climax coming to a close very shortly already. Time flies when you're having fun. First and foremost, I do want to mention, speaking of New Japan, um, we have somebody who Scott's a big fan of going over there starting in November. Buddy Matthews, other known as Buddy Murphy, will be making his New Japan Strong debut. That's going to be fantastic. I cannot oh. wait for that. He'll be appearing at the Battle in the Valley event on November 13th. It's almost like something else is going on that night, Scott. Mm. Hope he's all in full gear for that event, though. Mm. Um, Looking forward to that. I know he was, you know, Scott paying attention more to that product than I do would argue that he was a very underutilized talent. Absolutely. Yeah. Him and um, Mustafa Ali had probably one of the greatest matches I've ever seen, and it was on 205 Live. And yet Murphy was released and Mustafa Ali is in the middle of fighting with Mansoor. So guys, get your shit together. Let me ask that. You mentioned Mansoor's name. I know he's coming up at Crown Jewel this week. How often is he used when there's not a Saudi Arabia show going on? Um, Recently, a lot. Um, Him and uh, Mustafa Ali were a tag team until this past week. Um, it's kind of funny. Mansoor is trying to do everything by the books, and Mustafa Ali's trying to cut every corner possible, and he's trying to teach that to Mansoor, and Mansoor refuses to do it, and Mustafa's just pissed off about it, and it seems like the team's done, and now they have a one-on-one match um, at Crown Jewel, which, uh, unless you haven't seen any Crown Jewel events, Mansoor's going to win this in a landslide, because... Hometown hero. Yep. Yeah, I think that's been the the case every time he's wrestled um, in a crowd jewel event. Correct. Hopefully, this one is uh, this one goes well. Um, the card actually looks pretty stacked. I'm actually excited about it. Um, I know, obviously, neither one of us are going to be covering it because it ha- it's going to be happening on the, a Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern. So both of us are working on normal jobs. So it is what it is. I might do a special like cover event afterwards mm-hmm. so take a look out friday morning you might have yourself a crown jewel review show yes that'll be uh i don't know we'll see what happens we'll see what happens we'll see how maybe he will maybe he'll be too focused on the socks at that point oh god i know god uh <laughs> yes, it is playoff season. Good news, the Sox and the Bruins both won yesterday, actually. I know. I saw. It is a good day in Beantown. However, yeah. you know what's not a good day for? People who wear shoes. Inexpensive shoes, may that. <laughs> this was... we. I try not to cover anything that's gossipy, but there are some things you just can't ignore, and True. some things you just got to be like, okay, I'm fascinated by this. Scott, we'll take, let's, let's, let's discuss this, the shoe debacle we have. <laughs> Well, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe it was was Top Dollar from uh, Hit Row made some comment about um, the Young Bucks shoes. I don't th- I don't think he actually mentioned them by name, but it was it was pretty obvious. And talking about, I believe it was you know, it doesn't matter like how much money you spend on shoes, like they're terrible in fashion, et cetera, et cetera, something to that extent. 
and the internet literally just exploded with like obviously there's already a divide between the WWE stands and the AEW stands and this was just like oh let's pour all the gasoline on the fire and I, I remember I woke up I hop on Twitter and I'm and everybody's talking about shoes I'm like what the is going on so I'm just searching through everything and then I find it and I even made a post about it and somebody's like oh you should ask the, the young bucks in in, in top doll about this and I'm just like oh find it and I'm just like oh shit okay oh, so he woke up and chose violence this morning and let's go <laughs> yeah it was it was I think like the young bucks fired back with their new bio that they do every five minutes Talking about they spend more money on shoes than NXT has on wardrobe. And I'm just like, oh, Christ, here we go. Um, yeah, it was just it was just insane. And I think um, just recently, probably on a taped edition of Rampage, we'll probably see next week. Um, Max Caster of the Acclaimed taking more shots at Top Dollar and, and NXT. So it, it yeah. <laughs> Fridays are getting interesting. Yes, it is. Especially we got a lot to talk about in regards to that. Um, so this was we went head to head for the first time. AEW went head to head with one of with one of WWE's flagship shows, SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I forgot who initiated this first. If it was WWE saying that they were going to have a half hour after extra. Yeah. extra. Yeah, this was a, a, a supersized edition of SmackDown uh, on FS1 because the Red Sox and actually, was it the Red Sox and Astros yep. playing? Yeah, game one. Um, so baseball takes president. Obviously, I can understand that. But being on FS1, they decided, to, hey, let's make it two and a half hours. And it cuts, obviously, a half hour into Rampage. Um where your last events were Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks and the contract signing between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. You know, what and WWE counters with CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. And they decide that, hey, we're going to have a YouTube buy-in show starting at 9 o'clock. So the last hour and a half was all contested stuff. It's a good time. This was fascinating to say the least, Scott. I um this was interesting. I know Rampage didn't do as well. You know, people you know, oh no, you know, you know SmackDown's gonna beat Rampage. It's it's first and foremost, it's not it's it's fucking Friday. Right. And it's World Series playoffs. First of all, breathe. If this was during the week, okay, cool. We can make a little more of an argument. I will give more leeway to any Friday contest, you know, contestant. Mm. However, that being said, Rampage didn't do great numbers, but SmackDown was uh, not as great either. It was only, I think, 200,000 above, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, I mean, it's on FS1, and FS1 is not in, in as many homes as Fox itself. So I, I knew there would be a drop, Um I didn't see the actual numbers, but yeah, I'm not surprised that um, Rampage was closer, but it is, yeah. If this was, if SmackDown was on Fox, I'm pretty sure they would have pulled in 2.5 mil, 
Uh, also, with the NBA, not the NBA, the uh, MLB playoffs not happening, if this was a normal Friday, um, SmackDown would have just walked all over them. But obviously with the playoffs and with it being on a secondary network, it's not surprising that it's a little closer. So this is a this is I would say this is a win for AEW too. Just just being able to hang in with them there. Yeah, and both products were really good. They were. Um, I didn't watch SmackDown. I know Scott. Obviously, you did. You were telling me it was an uh, incredible show. It was. It was. Uh, you know, it, it's SmackDown's been definitely the constant of you know good shows. Um, it's definitely their A show, and um, this was definitely another good episode. Well, before we get into that, I'm going to talk about quickly the G1 Climax. Mm. Um, we're going to hop right into our normal weekly uh, content. G1 Climax 31 come to a close. This week we had uh, nights. Sorry. Uh, during this last week, if it was night 14 B block and night 15 A block. And night 16 B block. Yeah, so, by the time this comes out, what was it? When we drop this night 17 A block final will have happened. Correct. Um, so we'll cover that next week along with the B block final. Yes. And so, the actual winner. I'm excited to see who's going to the Tokyo Dome this year. Um, right. So for the for the tournament, we had Tamatanga t- uh, defeat Taichi, Sanada defeat Yoshihashi, Okada defeat Chase Owens, Evil defeated Haruki Goto, and Jeff Cobb defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, night 15 A block Tomohori Ishii defeated Yujiro Takahashi Kenta defeated Tangaloa Zack Sabatuna defeated Toriyano by submission and Shingo Takaga defeated the Great Okan um, in night 16 we had Chase Owens defeat Ta- Taichi Sanada defeat Har- Haruki Goto Hiroshi Tanahashi defeat Yoshihashi Jeff Cobb defeated Evil and Tama Tonga this is one I want to watch. Tamatanga defeating Kazuchika Okada. A That's, a big, about. That's a big dub. That's a big W. Not that Tamatanga's a slouch himself. But, but it's Okada. <laughs> it is Okada. It is Okada. I need to I need to want matches like this are the ones I don't want to, you know, go and watch. Um Yeah, we're getting close. As of right now. I'm looking at the number one spots. Mm. There are four people in the A block tied for first, for that's, obvious reasons. That's insane. Yeah, seriously. You know, with uh, Naito being out. I know. Jeff Cobb on top on the B block with 16. However, when I first saw this, Zack Sabre Jr. and Jeff Cobb are number one on both on the Wikipedia page. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, could you imagine if this G1 Climax final, and I, I cannot be... This would have to be the first one because Kenny Omega, I think, was the first non, you know, uh, the first Gaijin. Is that the, is that the term I'm looking for? I believe so. The first Gaijin wrestler to win the G1 Climax. So imagine this might be the first ever Gaijin final if it's Junior and Cobb. That's true. Yeah, that would be insane. Um, but night eighteen. B block, the final match is Okada versus Cobb. Mm. So if Okada wins, how does that work? Like, what's the tiebreaker there? 
another match. And oh, another match. Oh god, that'd be insane too. And look at oh my god, look at this A block final. You have let's see. I was just looking at it. You have Kenta versus Ibushi. Mm-hmm. So right there, that's points. Zack Sabre Jr. is taking on Tangaloa. So you could probably say Sabre's going to win that one. And then, let's see. I got Yujiro Takahashi taking on Shingo Takage. I would yes. say Takage on that one. So, I mean, we could we're we could end up with some ties for first there too. We could have extra matches or do they do like fatal four ways if there's ties for the for the top? Mm, that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. We're getting close. We only have what do we say? 3 nights left. Yep. 3 nights left. I'm curious. It's it's Can't come soon enough, Scott. This cannot come soon enough. I know. There's got to be a tiebreaker. I'm looking at this right now. Uh, let's see. They're A block. So it's uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Kota Ibushi, Shingo Takaga, and Kenta are all tied for first. Mm-hmm. Um, Kota and Kenta are wrestling, so that knocks down one. Shingo is taking on Shingo could lose that one and knock him down. Right. And Zach's taking on Tangaloa. So actually this might play out well. So you're already gonna knock somebody out. Yep. With Dakota and Kenta one. I don't know. I want to see what they do here. Uh, logically speaking, you would want Coda or Kenta to win, and then Zach and Shingo to lose right to get the top but I yep. don't think that's going to happen with all the competitors we're mentioning right but oh my God. fun to cover this next week I'm excited to see how, how all this turns out you realize we're less than three months away from the Tokyo Dome I oh, know gosh I know. my brother in the other room doesn't know what's about to happen <laughs> Florida, you know, that month what I'm going to be doing for two days It's going to be a blast Anyways Let's get right into it, Scott Let's kick off our You know, last uh, NXT Co-discussion prior to the narrative Going live Get right into it Alright, so NXT for October 12th Kicking off With a pretty hot match Tommaso Ciampa taking on Joe Gacy. And the caveat here was if Joe Gacy won, he would be added to the Halloween Havoc match between Champa and Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. Now, Joe Gacy continuing to be that interesting superstar. His gimmick has definitely taken the internet by storm <laughs> with... Um, Mostly negative only for, you know, the obvious reasons. But there are some people that are enjoying it just because it's just pissing so many people off. And I'm on the fence with it, honestly. Like, I enjoy the fact that he's 
so devoted to it. The reason why I don't like it is because he reminds me so much of Kevin Owens. And I know Kevin Owens' contract is almost up. So if he's going to play the replacement game, I'm not going to like that at all. So, <laughs> um, but Champa does us all a favor, takes care of Gacy. So it will be a one-on-one match come Halloween Havoc. We move on then to Zion Quinn taking on and defeating Malik Blade. Zion Quinn really kind of taking NXT, uh, I don't know, by storm, but he's definitely making his presence known. Um, Before they went to NXT 2.0, I think he was on the show maybe once or twice, uh, getting a big victory over Boa. So kind of put him on the map. And ever since, he's just been quietly beating everybody that he's had to face so far. So he's definitely doing a a more of a Samoan-esque style gimmick. Um, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I just, he's, I feel like he's, he's treading, not really treading water, but his character's not going anywhere right now. So I just want to see what they continue to do. If they want him to continue moving up the chain or if he's just going to be there until, you know, something falls in his lap when it comes to a feud. So we'll see. After that, Ivy Nile making her in-ring debut for the Diamond Mine, taking on and defeating Valentina uh, Feroz. Uh, if I butchered the last name, I apologize. Um, but Ivy looked fantastic. Uh, she is a product of the Titan Games, which I actually did watch. So the moment I saw her on TV, I'm like, I know this girl. Where have I seen her from? Then they explained it. I was like, son of a bitch, there it is. She fits in with Diamond Mind perfectly. And I love the fact that, you know, a lot of people just kind of discarded Diamond Mine like they were dead because, you know, Tyler Rust gets released. Roddy's wife gets released before they even debut. And, you know, a lot of people thought they were dead in the water. But I severely disagree. Uh, Diamond Mind is definitely around and they're not going anywhere. Speaking of, the next match rolled right into it with Julius Creed of the Diamond Mine, had his singles debut versus Ikemanjiro, who, I'm not going to lie, I love Ikemanjiro. His his attitude is so infectious, <laughs> and he, goddamn, he's so bright with his jackets and just his style. It's, um, what was it? They had a, they had a promo, uh, a vignette for him, either last week or, or this week, talking about his style, um, and I, I don't remember what it was, but the, the line they dropped was, was fantastic. And, and I'm kind of upset with myself because I don't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, but Julius Creed defeating Jiro, um, Julius looks really good as a singles competitor. So he, he could be one to watch out for after Diamond Mine eventually breaks up. But for now, I think him and his brother are going to wreak havoc in that tag team division and maybe even the singles division. So we'll see. After that, we had Kyle O'Reilly and his tag partner, Von Wagner, taking on and actually defeating Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland. It's an interesting dynamic with Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Uh, Obviously, Kyle being, you know, that bitter person because Everything happening with Undisputed Era, and he doesn't want to trust anybody, et cetera, et cetera. 
and Vaughn, you know, just seemingly comes out of nowhere and helps him, you know, after Pete and Ridge are attacking him and whatnot. Part of me feels that Vaughn eventually will turn on Kyle because that just seems to be the obvious choice. We'll make Vaughn Wagner a bigger name um, to go with his big stature as it is. But I don't know. It's, I f- it's weird. Like, since Undisputed Era has stopped, I find myself less excited about seeing what Kyle O'Reilly does. I don't know. It's just, he just doesn't click with me like he did when he was with Undisputed Era. I don't know why. Like, I, I'm not really, I'm not really digging the cool Kyle gimmick that he has now. What do you think about that? Of what? <laughs> Sorry, I like blanked for a moment. <laughs> the Kyle O'Reilly gimmick, his cool gimmick and, you know, not really flowing with, uh, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's not really clicking. No, it just his his gimmick. And I'll say this, like when it wasn't. There were bits of it with Adam Cole. I'm like, this feels a little forced. Mm. But it kind of worked with Adam Cole because, you know, because it's Adam Cole. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> um, no, it, it 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 worked because there was a few there. You know, they were part of a faction. You can't you know, we can trust, you know, his brother. Da, 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 da. And now he's just kind of like there, there. And yeah. I love Kyle O'Reilly. He's great. He's he's great. a great technician. I agree with you 100. percent But yeah, just it's just I don't know. I feel like it's just not clicking. He he needs. To, they need to figure out what they're gonna do with him before they decide to can him next. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> you know, I think we had this conversation last episode i believe so either that or the one prior yeah talk about which which next which uh, which former member of undisputed era will be the next one to get canned yeah so kyle has a lot of promise but i don't know what they're i don't think they know what to do with him yet i agree so we're gonna have to wait and see what happens there i mean maybe it's his time to go up i don't want to say that because i think that's almost a death sentence but maybe he might be better off on the main main roster maybe yeah, I mean, uh, that would definitely be a a a good choice at this point because I feel like he's kind of run his course in NXT, and I and I kind of feel that way about a few people, but I know there's there's a few of them that are saying they're never going up; they're just gonna stay in NXT until it folds or they retire. So I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> it is what it is. But I think Kyle going up might actually do him some good. If he goes to SmackDown, he'll definitely be used properly. If he goes to Raw, well, yeah, we'll, we'll be seeing his best in you know future endeavors within you know a year probably. Fantasy booking. Let's fantasy book this for a minute, Scott. All right. He goes to SmackDown. Who's on SmackDown right now? Isn't that where Seth Rollins is? Could you um, imagine a feud between well, Kyle Riley and? He was, but now he's on Raw. Doesn't oh, they moved to Raw. So I bet I... you everyone I'm about to name is on Raw then. <laughs> Because I think he'd be great against Kevin Owens, or he'd be great against Sami Zayn, or you know, I don't know where he he might be able to feud with Roman. I don't know if that would fit. Roman would be interesting. Um, and Shinsuke. I think Shinsuke would be good. Um, Cesaro, I think, would be another excellent feud. Um, trying to think who else. 
But I mean, there are some people there. Um, what? You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with his NXT run. Um, but getting back to the show, and Sam can go back to his <laughs> his previous obligations. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Duke Hudson um, taking on and defeating Grayson Waller. Really not much to say here. Um, Duke Hudson is, I don't know. Uh, I've seen some people reference him as just being like created wrestler for WWE 2K19, 2K20. And I'm like, all right, I can definitely see that. Um, Grayson Waller, he's, he's trying. Um, I really don't have any any you know negative things to say about him. But, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just... A lot of these young talent, I'm still waiting for that moment where they click with me anyways. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, they're still big fans, and I'm all for that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, after that, we had Indy Hartwell, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this name, and I feel bad for it. Persia Parada. Huh? last name, yeah. Uh, taking on and defeating Saray and Amari Miller. This match kind of seemed to just come out of nowhere. I, I, I don't actually remember there being any talk of this match actually happening. Um, but it's funny, uh, obviously, ever since Indy got married with, with Dexter Loomis, um, she's been pretty much un, unstoppable. And um, <laughs> the things that she does with with Dexter and the stuff that she talks about with uh, <laughs> with her friends and about what they what she's done and with Dexter and it's just it's it's kind of hilarious to uh, to watch. Um, Indy Indy Hartwell is a pervert after our own hearts. So, <laughs> and then our, our our main event was Isaiah Swerve Scott taking on Santos Escobar for the North American title. Now, obviously, with Hit Row being called up to SmackDown, everybody's like, oh, Santos is going to win. You know, this is a great way for Swerve to go out, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it was a fantastic match. But Sam, they swerved us. And I mean that with every pun intended. (laughs) Swerve Scott actually gets the win. But another swerve, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams come out to the ring. Carmelo attacks Swerve after the match, cashes in his guaranteed title contract, and beats Swerve for the North American Championship. Carmelo Hayes, you're new and new. NXT North American Champion. What a way to finish off this show. And I love the fact that they've pulled the trigger on Camilo Hayes this soon. I'm excited. I'm. I think we've talked about him a long time. Even yep. when he was Christian Casanova, he had a lot of promise. Love, love what they're doing with him. I want to see him go to the moon. Absolutely. Yeah. It's this is this is fantastic. The 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 mellow age has begun, and I feel like NXT is going on a. You know, they're going in a good direction. It is now the Mellow Yellow brand. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fantastic soda, by the way. Uh, not a lot of people give that love, but I will give that all the love. It's good soda. It's good soda. But there's copyright there, so they can't call it that. 
Well, like we said, starting next week, next Thursday, you'll be next Thursday, this Thursday, this Thursday. Wednesday. Well, Wednesday. Yeah. Wow. I'm totally off. I I do it too. Like NXT, I keep thinking it's on Wednesday still. Like, no, no, no. They lost that war day, so they moved over a day. (laughs) So starting Wednesdays, you'll be able to hear Scott give the NXT narrative. I will still, you know, we will still do our takeover bits and covering that information. That being said, let's let's hop over to a brand that we've we're still covering. We haven't been paying attention to, but next week is very big. This week, no, it's this week. Go home show, Scott. Go home show for Bound for Glory. Yes, sir. Um, gonna you know talk about last week's episode first and foremost. Uh, kicking it off, we have the next division title tournament between El Fantasmo, Rahit Raju, and Willie Mack with ELP getting the win. Uh, right. Savannah Evans taking on Lady Frost with Evans defeating Frost. VSK taking on Rich Swan with Swan getting the win there. Chris Bay taking on Chris Sabin. Battle of the Chris's with Sabin defeated Bay. <laughs> and there was a battle royale. Winner right. enters, call your shot. 20th runner-up enters first. Wait a minute. Battle Royale to determine the number 20th entrant in the call your shot gauntlet match at Bound for Glory. Featuring both men and women. All right. All right. In the match, we had Moose, W. Morrissey, Laredo Kid, Raj Singh, Raj Singh, Brian Myers, Rachel Ring, Alicia Edwards, Matthew Reihold, Falaba. Hernandez, Kimberly, Brandy Lauren, Jake something, Mammon Fulton, Ace Austin, Black Taurus, Matt Cardona, and Chris Saban. Wow, that all rolled off the tongue perfectly. It did. It did. Um, and of course, none other than the man himself, Morrissey, got the win here. So he will be in that gauntlet match. That's big. Um, and then they had a Bound for Glory summit between Christian Cage and Josh Alexander, which is interesting because Christian is in, injured right now. Yeah, he has some neck issues. Unless that was to write him off so he could kind of focus on impact for this pay-per-view. Possibly. That's possible. That's definitely that's definitely possible. Or he's actually injured and he's going to wrestle through this match and drop the belt to Josh Alexander. Which I think he should do anyways because Impact needs an Impact wrestler being its champion. <laughs> yeah, and Josh Alexander, I think we've said since not that he was ever bad with Ethan Page. The problem is when you do have the mouth, the ego as your mouthpiece. It's true. You know, it's tough to, you know, love the North. Probably one of my favorite tag teams of the of the decade, the last right. decade. Yeah, they were really the North was really really good. Um, but I think it's time for Josh Alexander to get that title and be the man in Impact. I agree, hundred percent. So, uh, I, I did also see that since they're obviously they're going to uh, Vegas for Boundful Glory. They had an emotional goodbye to the Swingers Palace, which uh, I saw the clip with Chris Saban, and I was I was laughing and almost crying at the same time. It's just so. <laughs> I'm sad Swingers that Palace I don't get a chance to watch Impact Live anymore, um, but the Swingers Palace stuff that I I've seen was always top quality shit. <laughs> Johnny Springer, man, he's he's just he's a monster. He is. He is. <laughs> oh, the swing daddy. <laughs> also, actually, now I think about news. Um, AC Romero got released from Impact. Correct. 
Yeah, um, ever since Triple XL broke up, um, from what I've been seeing, they really haven't been doing much with him. So uh, I believe he actually requested his release, and it was finally granted to him. So uh, I know when we were just at uh, the Chaotic Wrestling show, he was actually there um, as part of the unit, uh, that faction over there. And it's it's nice to see him continuing to just not miss a beat in the independent scene. He felt... And again, I understand TV works different than independent shows, but he felt more dominant in the unit than he did Triple XL. Absolutely. Because yeah, I don't know. More of a comedy team. Yeah, yeah. And he just felt like he felt. He felt massive. Like he yeah. felt like, yeah, like you know, a monster. Yeah. And I like that. <sighs> that being said, we're going to go into the real battle this weekend, Friday mm. night. And again, like I said, go listen to Scott's SmackDown study or. Don't be a mark and find last week's episode of SmackDown and watch it. Because uh, these shows went to head to head. And like I said, I still need to watch SmackDown and I've heard nothing but great things. But also, AEW didn't not deliver either. True. So we're going to kick it off. We kick it off with my girl, Ty Conti, taking on Santara Garrett. Uh, good solid opener. Mm. Um, with, if I'm not mistaken, Ty getting the win again. Yes. She's unstoppable. I need her. I need her in a a title picture, even though I believe she is the number two ranked. So it's there. They actually had an interesting conversation. I actually watched the buy-in last night. Um, obviously because I was covering SmackDown, didn't get a chance to watch it until yesterday. Uh, but when I watched it, um, they made, uh, I believe it was, uh, Excalibur made a very interesting observation. Even though Ty is number two in the women's rankings, she could either set her sights on Britt Baker or set her sights on becoming the first TBS champion. That so might be a good belt for her to hold. Yeah. It's a very... I, I, see, a lot of people want to shit all over the TBS title, but I like the fact that the women now have a secondary title to play with so they may feel like they're maybe not up to you know the dmd level but maybe they can go find the secondary title maybe this will be the intercontinental title of women's division wrestling you have those workhorse uh people that go and go for this title and then they work their way up to facing off against the the major champion yeah, because we don't get that a lot. We don't get a lot of you – know, there's only one women's title, and it's okay. If you're not going for that title, then you're just there. This gives them a chance to kind of throw their weight around a little more. Right, exactly. Um, but following that, we had an awesome bout. Uh, Lee Moriarty taking on Bobby Fish, another oh. flawless talent. Um, with Lee Moriarty actually getting signed after this match. Correct. Um, Bobby Fish winning. This is one of those things uh, – Lee looked great. He did. He great. And Bobby, and he fought two nights in a row, and both of his matches are incredible. Yes. He might be one of the better known people, you know, most more well known than most of the other talents, sure. But he might be the underdog of this weekend. Yeah, between I this agree. match and the other match. Yeah, which the other match that he was in, Jesus Christ, also wrestled against somebody that same night to end the buy-in. I would argue. Hands down, this was the match of the week. Brian Danielson taking on Minoru Suzuki. (sighs) 
I, I, I will say, I, I will say when I watched this, it was probably around 11, 1130 at night and, you know, getting a little sleepy. Start watching the match. That first knockout shot that Suzuki dropped Daniels. I was just like, oh, okay. Because I had seen the clip on Friday, but watching the match, I was like, all right. But then as this match continued, I was like, I found myself completely wide awake by the time this was over. And I was like jumping off of my computer chair, like for some of these hits. <laughs> I had to, sometimes I'll be on my phone. I'll be texting or whatnot. You know, I think most of us do that. I had to put my phone down through this whole match. I could not keep my eyes I couldn't take my eyes off the, the TV. First and foremost, Minoru Suzuki looks incredible, especially when he's 50, pushing 50. Jeez. And then Brian Danielson. I get something to say after we talk about the match with Bobby Fish, too. Okay. But, wow, this felt like a New Japan match. I need him wrestling in New Japan. He, like... It's funny. So I actually met somebody. I went to do my food shopping today. I met somebody who saw my AEW um, hoodie I had on. Nice. And like, oh, yeah, I can't get into it. Man, it's not for everybody. He goes, he goes, yeah, Daniel Bryan. I don't like Daniel Bryan. Didn't like him in WWE. I don't care for him in AEW either. And I'm like, I don't want to say anything. I'm trying to get my food shopping done. I have a podcast to record. Right. <laughs> but I was like, I can understand not liking like Daniel Bryan, maybe in WWE for whatever reason, you know, whether you think he got, you know, the shit under the stick with certain things or whatnot. He didn't like his mic skills. This match was just flawless. Oh my God. Like it was was brutal. It was beautiful. It was just, we need more of these types of matches now i know it might not be for everybody who just sits there and be like go ahead and hit me like it wasn't like it wasn't a choreographed match it was more like a fight and it was like i actually appreciate that not seeing it as often as we as we probably should it was like a striker technician match yes like and it was great and it's one of those things you gotta wait you gotta earn it yeah, not everyone's going to be the Bucks or Jurassic Express or whatnot or Lucha Brothers. That's fine. But I need these matches, too. And this one, I was yeah. just, like, foaming yeah. at the mouth, like, yeah. rabid. My, I think, like, my favorite part of this whole thing is uh, Suzuki had um, Danielson on the ground, and he was bouncing off the rope and kicking him in the chest. And Danielson would, would pop up and his arms are fisting like he's kind of like hulking up a little bit and he gets up to a sitting position. Suzuki hits him again. He falls down. He goes, does it again. But that last one, he hits him. Daniels all the way down to his back and he starts to get up. And then all of a sudden his, his, his strength just fades and he just falls back down. It's just like stuff like that. It's just it's those little extra tidbits that just is mm, so mm, I love it so much. <laughs> This 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 is a match of the year contender for me. This is going to probably be, my, be in my top ten. This is yeah. a rewatch. And I know from my understanding, around this same time on SmackDown was the tag match, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, it was the Usos versus the Street Profits in the street fight for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And that match was ridiculous, too. So this is, this is, this is the excitement that I love, where it's like, it's, oh, this was better than that. That was, but no, no. When you have two really good products, and you got to be like, what, what, what do I watch right now? What, 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 
There were a lot of people posting on Twitter of them watching one show on the television, one show on their laptop or their cell phone or their iPad, tablets, whatever. And I'm just like, I wish I could do that, but I need to focus on one or the other and then yeah, go back and same. watch the I, I can't do both at the same time. <laughs> Scott's gonna be out there wheeling out his CRTV. It's like, oh, it's 1997 all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it didn't stop there. So right after that, they kicked off the official hour of Rampage with CM Punk taking on Matt Seidel. And Ooh. wow, another great match between, you know, with CM Punk. And Matt's good, too. I've always yeah, liked absolutely. Matt. But this one, again, there's a reason they signed these people. And Matt Seidel showed that he can go with Punk. Yes. So these two matches back-to-back, if you didn't... You gotta if there's any two matches from this weekend to really watch from the AEW side, I would argue it might be these two. I agree. No, 100%. Um, so following that, we had the bunny taking on Ruby Soho with Ruby getting the win against the bunny, but then if I'm not mistaken, Penelope P. Ford came out with the uh brass knuckles. Yep, clocked her. Um, uh, I Curious to see where this feud goes. Curious to see. I, I like the fact that, you know, for a while, um, Penelope Ford was just kind of like in the wind because, you know, her boyfriend's gone or her husband's gone, injured. So she's kind of just like there. And then all of a sudden she starts, you know, being friendly with the bunny. And now it feels like maybe she'll purpose. get pulled into the Hardy family office which i think would be great maybe even bring her husband with her i think that would be another great talent for for hardy to have under his under his under his roof um but i like that they're keeping her involved her in-ring skills not the best she's working on it so i'm not going to not going to shit on her for it but as a character Penelope Ford it is is all is is all there it works perfectly Mm-hmm. Especially with the bunny. They just they just meld really well. It's like they do. It's, it's like Anna Jane, Ty Conti. Except the bunny and and um <laughs> Penelope Ford are psychopaths. Yeah. And actually Ty and Anna can both are so not to knock on Penelope, but everybody loves Ty you know, TJ. Everybody loves him. TJ is incredible. Yeah. So main event. This, again, another shocker. Uh, the Inner Circle taking on the Men of the Year and Junior Dos Santos. This was really good. It this was. was- I, I was I was wondering how Junior uh, Dos Santos would look in the ring. Um, he, he looked at it from an MMA style, obviously not really a wrestler, obviously. Uh, I, I, I particularly enjoyed the part where it was him versus um, Hager. Jake Hager. I was like, all right, these boys are going to go MMA, MMA style on us and they did a little bit at the strikes in the corners and, and whatnot. So um, I'd like to see those two go at it more often. Um, and I know there's, there's going to be a potential um, match later on that we'll talk about once we start talking about dynamite. Yeah. But this was cool because at the end with uh Scorpio sky um, pinning Jericho, if I'm not mistaken, we got a reunited inner circle with, Proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz coming out. Who thought in 2021 Inner Circle was going to be uh, over as the... Uh... <laughs> right, as the faces of the... Uh, of the Yeah, I know. Um, God. And it's funny because, you know, 
even though they they won with against the pinnacle they kind of just they kind of just fell apart a little bit which was weird mm-hmm. you'd think that you know they'd be closest um after winning a feud but it kind of broke them up a little bit so you know and t is trying to you know take care of ftr and whatnot but having them come back for this i think is 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 perfect it's good, and we'll talk about that when we hop over to Dynamite, which is now. Um, kicking off the night was Malachi Black taking on Dante Martin. They, they are so invested in Martin. Let me tell you. I love it. Even though Malachi Black, he got, he won via Black Mass. Really, I love how seldom they use a Malachi. He's a threat, and he only comes out very seldom. But Dante, Dante is just, he's like, trudging along especially with leo rush as his manager and that little promo at the end where leo's like you know he lost on his own accord and he knows it right but now you have a new tag team partner yep so before we jump ahead to the next match yeah i want to i want to bring this up i don't know uh, i don't know if you caught this um when this match ended like dante he brought it to malachi black and I think Black realized he escaped here. Black walking towards the walking up the ramp, stops, turns around, looks at Dante Martin, and does like a head nod, and then continues to walk on. I did see that. I was like, a little bit of respect. I like this. Does this maybe mean like? Of course, my brain started going. I'm like, does this mean maybe he'll try to bring him into the house of Black? Can you imagine a heel like? powerhouse dante martin oh oh you're looking at some you're looking at some mm. that'd be long-term good. storytelling that whole locker room sees potential in that kid oh, and i no. i'm behind I'm, I'm behind him all the way absolutely um following that we had that little bout between uh, american top team and the inner circle mm-hmm. uh which next week i think we're getting a 10-man tag Either that or Dan Lambert's going to give the stipulations for said match. Yes, which if that's the case, I'm assuming that's going to happen at full gear. Probably. Probably, especially with less, less than a month away from that. <sighs> Get excited. Get excited. Very excited for this. Um, following that, we had um, Lucha Brothers taking on and defending the AAA Tag Team Champions against Andrade El Idios Tag Team of his choice. What was it, Lost Frogs or something like that? <laughs> Las Superranas, which are the Super Frogs. And I always... Yeah. I, 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 when as soon as I saw their outfits, I was dying. I'm like, this is great. And Scalibur's like, I've, I have no idea who these guys are. And I'm, yeah, and I'm just Punk. like, wait a minute. Punk was like, that's FTR. I know. He just come out and just says it. I'm like, God damn it, Punk. <laughs> you know, I was kind of like, I was at first, I was a little disappointed. And I'm like, damn it, I thought it'd be somebody exciting. Not that I don't like FTR, but then when I realized, yeah, it's FTR, and I'm like. Okay, and then not only do we get get FTR taking on Lucha Brothers, but they won the AAA titles. I love it. I absolutely love it. What a, now we can talk about swerves, but my God, like I did not expect that. But honestly, if you think about it now, FTR has won every major tag team championship in North America. Mm-hmm. Except for, have they won the CMML tags? Probably not. So but yeah, that, I no. guess that would be. But I mean, AAA I think is the biggest one in Mexico. Yeah, so we'll take that. We'll take that win. So that means um, now they've had both. They've had, they've had NXT. They've had Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and now AAA. So mm-hmm. five major tag team championships 
FTRs held them all. It's incredible. And I understand why they did this. A lot of people weren't really fond of it. AAA is the brand that actually is no longer. They've removed all content of theirs in the States. Yes. So if this match had happened, in, you know, at Triple Mania or AAA somewhere in Mexico, even like the Kenny Omega Andrade match, I had to go digging to find that match. Right. Um, so you cannot find that in the States. There's no American commentary, uh, English commentary. Sorry. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm excited that they did this here. And I th- means FTR is going to Mexico for a bit. Yeah. I'm all right and with I'm, that. I'm, that. I'm cool. I, I want to see who they who they wrestle over there. Yeah. Because we also know we have impact people over there. That's true, too. So the the some point they're going to make their way over the Pacific to Japan. FTR taking on the gorillas. Destiny. Oh, my God. Happen. <sighs> Sweating. Following that, we had a quick squash match. John Moxley taking on Wheeler Yuta. I love this because Moxley comes out. Um, kicks the crap out of Wheeler, pins him, and then walks right back. And not even through the front either. Just like the back door. Yeah. Like he couldn't be bothered for this match. <laughs> and Orange Cassidy there. Orange Cassidy. He kind of stood there. Looking, and I, you could tell they're hinting yes. at Moxley and Cassidy. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I, I, that's, if that is going to be a full gear. And there was something, I haven't brought it up because I want to, I, the rumor has it somebody accidentally leaked Tony Khan holding a notebook that had the full gear card on it. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing something about that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't want to talk about anything that might not happen. So, I don't know. I, w- I want to see. I'm f- super excited. Um, so, also, we had, the, you know, the Young Bucks and I'm Cole take on Defeat the Dark Order. Prior to that match, actually, prior, prior to Moxley's match, we had that little promo, I think, where um, Jungle Boy, they kicked the crap out of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, this match happened. This was a good match. This it was, was this was good. Um, obviously, I think people forget how good. Well, Evil Uno is great. Um, Alex Reynolds is great. Excuse me. But also. Johnny Hungy, Johnny Silver, friends. Love, oh, man. Love I love that so whole bit where, you you know, we got the Mr. Sacco spot with. Evil yes. Uno. <laughs> um, we, I need you to know, go back and see how Mick Foley f- felt about that because he's always he's always talking on online, so that'd be interesting to see. Um, you had the moment where they took well that happened they took the Jordan off, which was funny, and then they had the part where they pulled the the bucks when they were doing the you know running the ropes. Yes. Then Alex and John did pull. it, yeah. and they did the kiss thing, and Adam realized, wait, wait a minute. I love how he's looking forward. And they're kissing him, and then he realizes that something's wrong. Like, wait, do you? Un- <laughs> it's like Adam. Do, do you? Do you? Do you? Do you have intimate? Like, like, how do you notice? Like, is your perfume that good, or do you well, just know only- how, how Nick, <laughs> how the the young buck's lips feel on your cheeks? <laughs> well, I think maybe that, but also I was thinking when you think of John Silver, how bushy his beard is. Oh, that's true. That that would have been my giveaway, but this match was great. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Jungle Boy actually came out after this match. Yes. After the and Elite. He went started. right after Adam Cole. I and love he, that that feud is still going. And he pulled out a chair. Right. Which he doesn't do. And no. for me, that almost feels like it's almost initiating a, hey, we might have to have a street fight, you and I. 
I want, I mean, as much as I love Adam Cole, I need, need Jungle Boy to beat him. Because I think that Jungle Boy is at that level. He's at the precipice of being that next level. Mm -hmm. Beating somebody at the caliber of Adam Cole will immediately teleport him up a level. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Following that, we had, and I, anyone who saw my tweet, I apologize, where MJF comes out all dressed up with his, uh, and there's a tire, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we got an MJF match. Forget about this. And then I was like, they're like, there's no match. I'm like, wait a minute. Was there no match? There's no match? What do you mean there's no match? (laughs) And then he does his whole spiel, and it's funny. So my brother's watching, and I go, this is the best guy on the microphone, and he's listening, and I'm dying, dying. This is, again, MJF is like, Leads the promo class 101. Oh, my God. Um, So he's talking, and I love He's like, what do you mean he got attacked? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Wardlow, why don't you bring a ref out here? And then, I mean, we all knew what was about to happen. You yep. know what's going to happen. I, you know, it starts snowing in Miami, and it don't snow in Miami. Uh, Sting comes out, and I think we're getting... I don't forget Wardlow taking on Sting or MJF taking on Sting, but I want it. Oh, my God. I want it. Can you imagine Sting versus MJF at full gear? <sighs> what year is it, Scott? I know. I know. What year is it? I know. People hate MJF as it is. Imagine him taking out Sting. Like, this might get to, like, 1980s hatred of people, like, Trying to kill him, like literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love. Loved... We haven't had a heel this bad, in, and I mean, bad is like hated in such a long time, and it's so refreshing to see. I look at again when I was little. I remember people like Kurt Angle or JBL or even Eddie Guerrero when he was like a heel. You know, as a little kid, it frustrates you, but then you realize they're doing their job. Exactly, they're doing their job, and. MJF, even as an adult, is like some days you're like, what the fuck? Nope, you got me. You're getting me. You're pulling me. The only person I can think of who really is really good at that is The Miz. Yes, when The Miz is full heel, absolutely. Because he's that combination of a cocky and slimy heel that you literally just want to see him punched in the face. Like, repeatedly. On hours on end. And then he goes off and does shit like he's doing on on Dancing with the Stars. And you're just like, this is the best. I want him to win everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Following that, we had our uh, women's match, which most of it was picture in picture. Uh, Penelope Ford taking on Kira Hogan. Um, wasn't a bad match, I believe. Who won this? Was it Kira Hogan? Uh, no. It was Penelope um, Ford. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Glad to see Kira Hogan on TV. It's always weird seeing somebody who was like a champion elsewhere, and then they come over to another product and like. Yeah, they got to pay their dues again. I know it sucks, too. I, I'm the same way, at, especially with Kira Hogan. She's a phenomenal athlete mm-hmm. and a really good wrestler. And what I've seen with her in Impact and she'll she'll turn that corner. But uh, I think the, the best part about all of this afterwards was after the match with Ruby Soho running down to the ring and attacking Penelope Ford, um, obviously continuing that whole thing, that whole feud from the night before. 
Um, like she was ready to take on both her and the bunny after the bunny came out to to uh, to recover um, Penelope Ford. So I could see Ruby taking on both of them and Ruby winning. <laughs> yep. No, but I could see her being booked like that at this point. Um, and following that, we had our our promo from Adam Page oh. came out, got a pop. Let me tell you, I don't think I've heard cowboy shit said so many times in my life. I know. <laughs> it was it was quite the quite the it was a good promo. It was a good heartfelt promo, and I think he's leaving full gear as the champion. He better at this point. I mean, seriously. I like the fact that, you know, he explained everything about him going home so that way he could be there for the birth of his child and how the fans are still with him and, and stuff like that. Like it, it was like you said, it was a very heartfelt, emotional promo. And it's honestly like the reason for me why Adam Page is still my favorite AEW, I'll say homegrown talent. Um, it's just, I enjoy everything that he, that he's done. And I hope that he does win come full gear, but I also expect all of the elite and the dark order to come out. So I, I hope and expect something special out of this, out of this championship match. I think this belt, if, and when, uh, again, anything can happen, but like, I can see so many potential shenanigans, not shenanigans, but like the, oh no, you know, here come the good brothers, but then, you know, now the Dark Order's coming out to make sure, you know, the odds are even. Yep. So I can see a lot of this happening during this match, and we we might get something really special here. Part of me is hoping, and I think this would be like a, well, not really a fantasy booking style, but the match ends, and... Dark Order helps Paige, you know, keep things square. Paige gets the win, you know. Then everybody stands in the ring with with Paige. Paige has the title in one hand and the claw up in the other, along with the rest of the Dark Order. Um, I think that would be a beautiful way to end Full Gear, is to have Adam Page fully, you know, brought into the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. That would be, oh, man. They kind of teased that um, when they had that that five on five match um, against the elite before. So I really hope that this is just the beginning of, you know, telling that story because he even talks about how, you know, his, you know, that how he finally opened up his heart and, and accepted new friends into his life. And then, you know, he wanted to help them as they stuck out their neck for, for him. And he does it for them. And I'm just like, yes, give me more dark water stuff. Come on. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to that match. Mm-hmm. And we already, I'm going to talk about it now because it's actually end of the show, but we, um, they gave us the results for the, AEW World Championship Eliminated Tournament. Well, not the results, the the brackets. Yes. Um, and the brackets look solid. So starting on Friday and Saturday, we have Preston Vance taking on John Moxley and Orange Cassidy taking on Powerhouse Hobbs, mm-hmm. which two good, you know, great matches. However, these are the matches I want to see. Lance Archer taking on Eddie Kingston, mm. and Dustin Rhodes taking on Brian Danielson. Yes. That one for me could be a sleeper. 
like yes. a just an incredible bout. Yes. Uh, but before that, we also have that match to talk about with Brian Danielson ah, and yes. Mr. Bobby Fish. Yes, which is what I wanted to kind of you know segue into since you know it was just the brackets for the title. Um, keep in mind, this show closed the ma- this show this match closed the show. Wasn't long, but nope. both of these people wrestled bangers the night before. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> and not only did they do that, now they wrestled and closed Dynamite on Saturday. Brian, first and foremost, I'm going to say Bobby Fish, low-key, don't count him out. I don't care about his age. I know in um, NXT he was injured all the time. Yeah, He's a phenomenal technical wrestler. Absolutely. Great striker. However, Brian Danielson, I think, has proven more than most other talent who have come over that he is way better. And not that he was bad in the other program. Uh Uh-uh. He has put on some of the most incredible singles matches I've seen this year. Agreed. And this isn't just like me being, oh, you know, he's in AEW, he's better now. He has a little more freedom to do what he wants, yeah. Exactly. But that's that's he, exactly it. But you're seeing him, like, first and foremost, he had this bout with Kenny Omega. He had the bout with Minoru Suzuki. Even this this fight with Bobby Fish mm-hmm. was hard. I think every Brian Danielson match so far, I've put my phone down face down. Right, so no watch. distractions, have to watch what's going on. Agreed. And I can't say that a lot about about a lot of talent, but he is just he doesn't have to win a title. He just needs to keep giving these bangers. Yeah. These Meltzer five star, six star matches, as you would call them. He he's a workhorse anyways. So just let him go to town and let him have fun and, and let him, you know, make the crowd say yes in multiple languages. <laughs> He, oh, yeah. I was saying C down in Miami. Yeah. Uh, he might have been the underdog in WWE. But here he feels like a god. Yeah, pretty much. Like he doesn't feel like, oh, he's just the underdog. It's, you know, it's the American dragon. Yep. This is this is his territory. Absolutely. People need to remember he was an indie wrestler. Before he was in WWE. That's right. Yep. Agreed. And I. Speechless. That's all I'll say, Scott. I'm speechless from this weekend. It was a good, a good weekend of wrestling. And also the Sox won nine to five. I know they, they, they gave me a little bit of heart attack at the end. Like I, I didn't start Dynamite until this game ended because I did, I, I, I dare not change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little sad that that game three and game four on Monday and Tuesday because I will be covering Raw and NXT. But I will definitely have my eye on it, and once the games are, once the the shows are over, I want to jump right over to, to watch the the ending of both both games, because I need my socks to take a three one lead in this playoff in the ALCS. I want yes. another ring. Beantown yeah. wants another ring. Give it to us. Beantown is thirsty, my friends. Exactly. But guys, next weekend the fun does not end. Don't forget we have you know. Rampage on Friday. We have Dynamite and Bound for Glory on Saturday. Scott and I still have to work out the technicalities on that one. So we got a loaded weekend of wrestling. 
Scott might be covering Rampage for me on Friday because there's a it might be at the movies. Not gonna get into it. Understandable. But I, I I get it. I get it. I need the spice, Scott. The spice. <laughs> right dune is coming out i'm a big dune fan so guys thank you for listening as always don't forget to follow us on twitter at above the ring you can find yourself on facebook and instagram and youtube at above the ring you can find myself as dsb official and scott as scotty j stream do not forget to follow ship it studios as well on all streaming platforms all social media platforms you can find our brothers over at back to the ring as well um on twitter all streaming platforms if there's something we're not on though let us know and we will put ourselves on there we will do some digging if you're in the middle of siberia and there's something we don't know about, please just tell us. We'll make sure you guys can hear us up there in that cold, frozen, um, I don't want to say wasteland. I don't want to be rude, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, on your streaming platform, please say make sure you like, share, descri- uh, describe, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why Ship It Studios, Back to the Ring, and Above the Ring is a podcast if you're choosing why they should listen to us as well. Thank you for listening. The Friday Night Fights are not over. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.